Welcome to the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series, where President and CEO founder Paul Stuckel discusses middle market issues with business leaders from across the nation. Today, in part three of a three-part series, Paul speaks with John Mason, General Manager for IBM Midmarket, about the rapidly expanding adoption of cloud-based technologies at mid-market companies, and about IBM's virtual event on June 26th, next-gen cloud computing for mid-market companies. The whole mobile world comes into play here, doesn't it? And it really it sort of brings out its own set of challenges, uh, it seems to me, and, and opportunities in that the, the mobile workforce is becoming, or the, the sort of the ubiquity of, of mobile workforce is, is really changing things as well. Uh, and the cloud is part of that, obviously. Right. Yes, yeah, so um, as you were saying, there's so much overlap here because inevitably, uh, as you move to more cloud services, you want to access those services from multiple devices, in particular mobile devices. Uh, as soon as you do that, you also have the sort of how do I connect this through my social networks? So you, you've got that element, uh, and then all of this connection across different devices and different networks is just creating a mass of data which is not necessarily all nicely structured, but you can now start to analyze to drive decisions and insights into where to focus. Um, And I think part of the reason that mobile is particularly interesting here is that it, it, it is the one place where the physical and the digital worlds connect. You know, so the, the mobile clearly gives you access to all of this information that's sitting in the digital domain, but it's also physically with you and knows where you are and knows, based on that, maybe what may be contextually more relevant for you. So I think the, the mobile um, aspect of this is a unique one in that it connects the physical and the digital domains through data and allows the the end customer to actually have a more relevant and rich experience and allows the business that's trying to serve them to be increasingly targeted and relevant with with their offers. Now, at the same time, I think we also saw that the majority of companies today don't feel like they have a well-integrated digital physical strategy. Um, Our our, uh, CXO study said that only 43% of uh, mid-market companies feel that they have a digital uh, physical strategy that's well integrated. So there's lots of work to do there. Um, Initial phases have tended to be, you know, let me just mobile enable my workforce so that they can have access to customer data as they're out visiting clients. But, you know, I think the next wave here is how do I really connect seamlessly all of the players in the ecosystem, whether that's employees, partners, customers, um, suppliers, so that it's a, it's a much more integrated experience in the end for, for all of the different players within that ecosystem. But that's that's still very much an evolving um, space. Now, what kind of impact do you think? Because I'm sensing now, and I, I'm not sure I have a lot of data to to support this, but I, I've sort of seen some little data points popping up, and, and sort of a general feel that has frankly been created by the whole NSA thing and. Uh, yeah. Things like Target, you know, where where you know people, you know, the identity theft thing, and and this Google is becoming sort of this. People are beginning to become frightened by the amount of information that companies like Google get yep. about them, right? And do you think? I mean, and this is this is, would be primarily on the on the B two C side, but 
do you sense that there is going to be some sort of backlash in that respect? And, you know, when we saw, and this is not quite relevant, but you know what we saw in Europe about the right to privacy or mm -hmm. whatever, that ruling by the court. Do you sense there's going to be a backlash on this, or, or, or do you think this is just inevitable? It's just going to happen, meaning what you just described, sort of a much more, you could call it rich or one could call it intrusive. It depends on your perspective, I suppose. <laughs> um, do you think that's just inevitable, um, or do you think that there may be some sort of market backlash, to say, whereby a tool is created to say, no, you can't have this information and i'm sure there are tools actually out there right now do you think that do you think do you see any sort of bumps in the road in that respect um so i think i mean the, the bumps come every time there's a you know highly visible event like the target one that you just mentioned and and that sort of increases concern for a period uh, and then it sort of fades until the next time so <laughs> it seems yeah. to go in waves I, th I think there's also sort of the micro trend which is somewhat generational yeah the, the younger digital native generations tend to be more trusting um, to the extent that they see value in providing that information. They have relatively less of a concern about, is this safe? In a, in a B2B space, I think uh, in, in our latest study, we saw 40% of CEOs cited legal and security concerns as a significant challenge to them implementing a digital strategy. So it's 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 high. It's not necessarily top of mind, but it's it's reasonably high uh, as a concern. Uh, and I, you know, I think the the reality is, yes, there's value in sharing of data, and yes, there are risks if if you don't do that in smart ways and take all appropriate precautions to minimize the risks. We, um, I, I actually just tweeted this morning that we just opened a new security operations center in Costa Rica, which is ad adding to the 10 security operations centers we, we already have in the U.S., in Europe, Japan, Brazil, India, etc. And um, as I was reading through the announcement, uh, I, I saw we actually have 15 billion security events every day that wow. we manage on behalf of 4,000 or so clients for IBM. So, you know, it's not insignificant. There are every day, you know, very significant numbers of security incidents taking place. But at the same time, you have a whole range of tools and solutions for identity and access management, application, database security, risk management, endpoint management, intrusion protection, you know, the, the whole range of security uh, services that really attempt to safeguard the company against these threats. So, you know, I think that the net-net for me is that the, the benefits outweigh the risks, but obviously you, you can throw caution to the wind and, and, you know, you have to be realistic that you also do need to take these risks seriously and, and put measures in place to, to address them proactively, not after the fact. Um, yeah. So that's also where I think you know, analytics um, can help as well, not just to react after the fact when an incident has happened, because by then it's actually too late to, to stop the damage. It, it's really more about using analytics to, to spot trends as they're emerging, you know, uh, an emerging security incident. You, you can see through the data that certain patterns which fit sort of a recognized threat uh, template are, are likely to lead to an incident, and you can address that before it even happens. 
but I think that's really where it's sort of a race against time in every every one of these cases to avoid the incident rather than just to deal with it when it happens. So I'd say a, a, a very real concern, but I would also say, you know, doing nothing also isn't a, isn't an option. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, no, you sort of can't crawl back into a hole I mean, at this stage. Exactly, again. you can't turn back time and, and unshare uh, data. That that the expectation from customers now is that there's, there's more of a benefit in in accessing and sharing than there is a, a threat that would negate that. So I, I think the the inevitable answer is going to be deal with it as best you can and uh, use the very latest technologies to anticipate the threats before they happen, but at the same time continue to invest in, in driving the, uh, the use of data to be, to be more relevant to the customer and more targeted and relevant for the business. I, I would just sort of emphasize that well, we spent a fair amount of time talking about security and threats. On the other hand, you know, I, I wouldn't want to underestimate the opportunity that cloud presents, particularly for smaller and mid-sized companies. It, it really is leveling the playing field like we've never seen in, in modern history. You know, it, it removes a lot of the barriers uh, in terms of upfront capital investment that's no longer needed if you can pay for something as a service on an as-needed basis, you know, by the hour or by the month. It negates the lack of in-house technology expertise because you, you're really not having to buy and install and maintain the technology on your own premises anymore. So that's something else where previously larger companies had an advantage. Today, it's not really the case anymore. In fact, could it maybe even argue the opposite, that, you know, small yeah. size you don't have as much legacy technology to deal with and can move faster, be more nimble and more in tune with their customers. So I think you know the real opportunity for the mid-market is how do I take advantage of cloud to get close to my customer, be more engaged, more relevant, more targeted with my offerings, and faster, more nimble relative to my larger competitors and use this as a competitive weapon to, to grow and grow profitably rather than just focusing on efficiencies on the back end focus more on how do I engage better with my ecosystem and with my customers. Be sure to check back for future episodes of the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series. Thanks for listening.